Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You ran the tap until the water turned cold and you stuck your bleeding fingertips into it. You didn't look. You didn't like seeing beads of blood tumble from your fingernails. It made your head grow heavy and your stomach churn. Blood belongs inside the body. It shouldn't be leaking, especially not when there are no holes or wounds to leak from. You pressed your face against the porcelain and waited for the spinning to slow, for the beating in your ears to calm, for those bubbles of heat rising in your head to fizzle or pop. You drank from the tap until your stomach got heavy and you headed to the kitchen. Nothing heals bleeding worlds like cheese and ham sandwiches and a packet of salt and vinegar crisps. You made lunch and called up your friend, Daniel. Daniel was a good guy. Daniel was ever-present. Everybody knows a Daniel, you thought, as the call rang for an uncomfortably long time before he picked up. Yo, 
he said. Listen, you said, as you buttered the bread sprinkled on the pre-grated cheddar. I've, uh, I've got a weird one for you. Right, go on, he said. If I were to say the name Master Chansey, would it ring any bells? Ah, uh, Master Chansey. Uh, is that like some kind of BDSM thing? No, he said. How about Chansey and Friends? Uh, still sounds kind of BDSM-y. No, it was a kids TV show, he said. There was a whole toy lineup too. Uh, Silly Billy, um, Grandpa, Werewolf, um, Touchy Feely. Nothing? Touchy Feely? Yeah. No, I don't think so. How come? Hmm. Well, what about this? You said. Do you recognize this? You closed your eyes, imagined the blood-red curtains pulling away, revealing the plastic wintry forest setting, and you hummed the theme tune, the one from the show. For a moment, he didn't say anything. You could almost hear his thoughts interfering with the connection. No, I don't know it. Is that a Berenstein Bears thing? How some people remember it being a Berenstein Bears, and others remember... Bernstein bears. Like, there's a split in reality or something. It's like a conspiracy. Or a creepy pasta. I think that's what you call them. I know you like that sort of thing. What sort of thing, you said. Oh, you know, spooky shit. You took a bite out of the sandwich. Chewed. Swallowed. No, it's not like that. Because this is about an entire thing existing. Or not existing. You took another bite. You could smell something burning again. You thought maybe you were having a stroke. That would make sense. Maybe you were sick. Maybe you were dying. Oh, you said. So you do remember it. More thoughts. More static. No, I don't, he said. I don't think so. Listen, uh, I gotta go. Ever-present Daniel put the phone down and disappeared. You swallowed the mush of sandwich in your mouth. Only then did you look down and see the green circles of mould growing on the bread. You held it up to the light, saw the spores spilling into the air, pirouetting, furling into curly cues. You threw the food into the bin, drank more water and headed back up to your room, saw that your computer was asleep. For the first time in your life, a part of you didn't want to wake it, fearing that you might disturb it, pull it from its dreams. What do computers dream about when they're asleep? Deep breath, you thought. Take a deep breath and wiggle the mouse. The light burned your eyes so you dimmed the screen. You scrolled down the page. This time you didn't bother to read the comments. There were only two more audio files and the post left to play. And you said aloud, no. No more. Because it felt like listening to a car crash that was about to happen. A snuff film in which the actors hadn't yet realised what it was they were starring in. Outside it looked darker, and the clouds that cross-stitched the sky looked a colour that they'd never been before. Kind of purple. Kind of strange. Again you looked at the audio files. Audio file number three was called... Brothers. You didn't want to click play, but you couldn't help yourself. You needed to. 
because you needed to know what happened to May. Some gene deep part of you needed to know and you weren't sure why you cared so much about her. You barely knew her, but she was delicate. A tiny bird with her bird beating heart trapped in a cage and maybe a small part of you was in love with her. No, that would be crazy, but still, you needed to know. So again, you clicked play and again the noise returned and the music. This time you didn't get the fuzzy images of the TV show as if spilling through a chewed up coaxial cable, but it was as if the show had been recorded from inside your skull, as if the claymation dolls were made from the meat of your brain, painted and brought to life with the coagulants in your blood. With small voodoos and twisted neurons, somebody had built a theatre in your mind and you weren't its director. Who then? Who was in charge of this? Master Chansey, you wondered, or something else. Then there was laughter. Then there was the narrator. Then there was Silly Billy, Werewall, and the two little girl dolls, all stood in a semicircle around a plasticine pink house. Now, now, little Miss Beak. Now, now, little Miss Boo. You must tell everybody where you hid it. The narrator said, and the dolls whimpered and looked at each other, and Silly Billy mewled angrily. Where is it? He seemed to be saying. Just where is it? What did you do with it? The narrator continued. He sounded displeased. Where did you hide it? Where is it? Where is it? Wait, a voice said, one you didn't recognize. It seemed to be coming from off-screen. Somebody's watching, it said. Suddenly the studio lights of your mind theatre flickered out. There was silence for a moment, until you heard May again, her familiar breathing, the familiar beating. Can't believe we're heading to the factory. I know, man. I know. Long time. Long time coming. It's the brothers. Climbrose 20X10. It's their camera. I, I can't believe I found it. This means that they definitely did come here. Not only that, but that means they probably came through this same doll's house. How crazy is that? People all over the world have been wondering what happened to them. And they were here in my hometown this entire time. They might even have driven by my street. My house. And then they came here and... There's something on the camera. I think it's blood. Her voice, heavenly sweet. You could listen to it all day. Uh, hang on. Let's see if this thing still works. Can't believe we're heading to the factory. I know, man. I know. Long time. Long time coming. Wanna grab a Mackie D's on the way? You know it. There, yeah. Not even close. 
David? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one that you used to have? The one? Uh, the toy. You mean the Chansey toy I had? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. It was the kind of Stretch Armstrong style one, I think. Daisy used to hate it, remember? Did she? Oh, yeah, yeah. She'd bark at it all the time. I think maybe it was the smell or something. I came downstairs one morning and she dragged it into the garage and ripped its arms and legs off. She was pulling out all this fabric stuff from inside it. She hated it. Hated it. Jesus. Go Daisy. What was that one called? The toy? It was called Touchy. No, uh, it was called Touchy Feely. Why'd they call it that? It's the worst name for a toy I've ever heard. Worse than Grandpa. What's wrong with Grandpa? It's a bit vanilla is all. Is it running? Yep. Want to read out some comments from the last video? Yep, got them here. Finger strength. Good finger strength and some quality chalk. And shoes. Huh, yeah, okay. Work on your grip strength and get some good climbing chalk and shoes. All stuff to help you not fall. Which is really the biggest lesson I can give to any climber. What's that? Don't fall. Okay, any more? Yeah. Dovetail Daniel says, Why do you do what you do? As in the YouTube channel? Doesn't specify. I think he means climbing in general. Right. Well, I know why I climb, and I think Jason would say something similar. In fact, you know what? You go, Jason. Um, sure. Well, we're coming to our mid-twenties now. David's a year older than me, and I think we're cresting that hill that'll take us into adulthood, and it sucks, you know? You see people everywhere, chained to office desks, and that's just not us at all. Climbing is something we would always do as kids, constantly climbing trees and frames and mum and dad's shed. I think that's turned into a way for us to climb away from those shackles of adulthood and stay young. Young and beautiful. Stay young and beautiful and childish forever. Hear, hear. I understand that. I know the need to escape. To climb out from people's expectations of you. And what you should do. Dad hates that I'm leaving. And, uh, in fact, doesn't even know that I'm leaving as soon as I am. And probably doesn't think I'll be leaving at all. I get the need to escape. I'm supposed to get out of Bernie. I'm supposed to. I promised my mother that I would. Was that the first time that May mentioned her mother? You wondered why. It's a dumb question that you probably knew the answer to, in the same way you probably already knew what happened to May. Okay, listeners, we are now stood outside the old toy factory, and it is a proper mess. It's worse than that distillery we covered in the last video. The doors are locked up tighter than a gnat's arsehole. But has that ever stopped us, David? It has not. We are, after all, the Climb Bros 20X10. Jason, can you give me a leg up here? The wall's slippy. 
Watch your feet. I've got it, Dave. I've got it. Whoa, whoa, oh, careful, Jason. I told you I had it. You lucky son of a bitch. So, we are now walking through what I think was where they used to actually build the toys. The, what do you call it? The production line. Yeah. Oh, look at this, Dave. These ones don't have their skin on. I can see all the joints and... Ooh, they look freaky without their eyes. It's weird that it's all still here, right? It feels almost like the workers just turned everything off one day and just never came back. There are hundreds of them unfinished. Oh, look at this goofy-looking one. It's got no face. Its eyes are... Uh... Dave, think fast. What? You absolute knob-jock. I think the adrenaline, or, or shock, or whatever it is, is gone now. My hand is hurting. Throbbing. Feels like the wound is pulsing. At least the bleeding has stopped. David? David? David, where'd you go? Stop titting about and come out does this all the time. 27 years old and he still plays hide and seek. Where'd you go, man? David, is that you? I... What the hell was that? David, come on, David, stop messing, please. Do you see that? There's a telly in the middle of the floor. It's switched on. There's a line of them. TVs, like breadcrumbs. I find one, and another one turns on further up, like it's leading me somewhere. David! This is not funny, David! There's a tree. There's a tree. The TVs led me deep deeper through rooms that shouldn't be rooms, through doors that seemed to loop around, deeper inside like a labyrinth. I don't understand how this place is this big. David is here, I think. I don't know how I know, I just know who he is. I can smell fire. I can feel fire. My eyes ache. The TVs led me. One by one, they took me through the dark out into this courtyard. There are no clouds above me, no sky, just stars, unfamiliar constellations, I feel so close to them, I'm burning, somewhere I'm burning, the sky is dilated, this courtyard is in the stars, I could reach up and run my hand through the sky, I 
running my fingers through a stream at night. And there are things in it. Swimming things. Eels, maybe. My head. My head hurts. And there's a tree. I've never seen a tree like that. It has a face in the middle of it. Just knots and twisted bark. I know, but it's smiling at me. Do you hear that? Is that sound coming through the camera? There's music. There's a cabin behind here. The workshop. Not that fake one, but the real one. The one where Chansey started all of this. After finding the... What did he call it? The Tree of Good Fortune. It is here. It is here. It smells like a butcher's. All the tools, too. Rusty metal ones for, I guess, for making toys? And there are books. No, the diaries. There are so many of them. A wall of old diaries. So much. There are so many entries. Wait a second. If I pause that at the right moment, I think I can almost read that page. The diaries. There are so many of them. A wall of... He's right. They are diary entries. The writing is so... squiggly. Hang on. Still. See pieces of William protruding through the toys. The first of the silly billies, but also in the ones that came after. I'm not sure if the soul ever truly leaves them, even as most forgot they were ever human in the first place, becoming convinced that they always were made of oak and felt and marble and now plastic, as if their hair had always been placed by a needle, as if blood never did run through their veins, as if I was always their maker. Alas, with William, it is me who struggles to forget. He looks at me with those expressionless eyes, and I can almost hear the sound of my shovel splintering his skull. I can almost feel his blood in my eyes. Almost taste it as I breathe it in. And why do I feel sad after so many years, when it was William's fault, anyway, for bringing the rumor of Iridius, for bringing me the melody? You paused the audio file. You took a moment, rubbed your eyes, rubbed them until it hurt. You wondered about the melody. You wondered about the face on the tree. A face you could picture, but the name you didn't recognize that. A quick Google search and you saw that Viridios was something Celtic. Something about a green man. There wasn't a lot of information about it. The web pages didn't even seem to be fully populated, as if the information on the pages had been hastily written and abandoned. They were like the name of the Reddit post, Podcast Girl Goes. You clicked play, 
and then so did May. There he is! There he is, the fucker! He's in the tree! David! Oh, where did all these toys come from? There are hundreds of them, all sat around the tree like they're watching it. It's freaky. David! David, get down, man! David, what the hell are you doing so high up? You can't see this, uh, but the brother, David, it looks like he's high up in the tree, sat on one of the boughs like it's a park bench. He's facing the other way. Oh, come on! Get down, man! You're freaking me. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He slipped. No, no, he is slipping. No, he didn't, though. He leapt back as if... Uh, as if he wanted to fall. Like a trust fall from 20 feet up. Arms out to the side. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! David! David! Back! Blood! The music! Toys! David, wake up! Please, wake up! The tree looking at us, David, please! The tree looking at us! <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at, but it looks like the roots were moving or grabbing David. Did the tree open up? Hang on. David, please! The tree's looking at us! <laughs> that, that's where the video ends. But I can see that it's him. He's standing next to the tree. It's Master Chansey. Uh, it's just a face in the shadows here, but I can see his hat. His eyes. He looks frail. Uh, actually, he, he looks dead. Like he shouldn't be moving around at all. There's one more cliff on here. eventually come and find it. But by what? What was dragging it? I can't see anything. May's heartbeat rose again and he thought maybe she screamed, but it was the white noise. The white noise and the music. And this time the TV show set in your mind was empty. Just a wintry forest of trees and nothing. As if the characters had disappeared. Or were hiding. 
but this time you saw a new tree. One in the very centre of the stage and it was looking at you. Boring, fruity audio through your imagination and it whispered to you. It hissed. The toys are laughing, it said. The toys don't exist. The toys are laughing. The toys are screaming. The toys don't exist. The toys come with lifetime guarantees. The toys are handmade. The toys don't exist and yet they laugh. The toys are laughing. The toys are watching. The toys are your friends. The toys are in your dreams. The toys are nostalgia. They are cartoon characters. They have voices. They taught you lessons. The toys made you. You do not exist. The toys do not exist and yet the toys are screaming and yet they do and do not exist. Welcome to the toy factory. 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 Welcome to the toy Welcome to the Toy Factory. Welcome to the Toy Factory. Welcome to the... The We hope you enjoyed your trip to the Toy Factory today. This audio experience was pieced together by the Hawk and Cleaver Story Studio and its wider community, which includes a splattering of writers, a screaming of narrators, some maniacal musicians, eldritch art makers, scalpel-wielding quality control specialists, and a pair of demonic community admins, all of whom live in an abandoned office block which was somehow transported to a hell dimension after someone got a Hellraiser puzzle box for their last secret center. If you're enjoying The Toy Factory, please note that you can get an extra episode by becoming a patron or subscribing to the other stories with an Apple Podcast Premium subscription. To find out more and to join our Discord community, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Cleaver. There you'll get to chat with the Hawking Cleaver team and also help support us for more Halloween specials for years to come. On top of all that, limited Toy Factory merch will be available over at www.theotherstories.net forward slash The Toy Factory. The Toy Factory was conceived by Luke Condor and written by Luke Condor and Daniel Wilcox. For more of Luke's work, head to lukecondor.com and for more of Daniel's work, head to danielwilcox.com. The audio was stitched, massaged and digitally distorted by the audio wizard himself, Carl Hughes. Follow Carl at twitter.com forward slash Carl Hughes. Georgia Cook plays the role of May. For more, head to georgiacookwriter.com. Justin Fife plays the role of Master Chansey. He can be found at twitter.com forward slash Justin B. Fife. Josh Curran and Manny Realguy play the Thacker Brothers. Follow Josh on twitter.com forward slash jcurranwriter. Manny Realguy, however, cannot be followed by any conventional means. But speaking of unconventional, Manny Realguy also performs the role of Oak 55. The listener's background music was created by Birds of Paradise. Check them out at facebook.com forward slash Birds of Paradise MTL. Some of the factory music was created by Clankbeald. Check them out at freesound.org slash people slash clankbeald. Other various effects such as tape noise, distortion and many more provided by the great community over at freesound.org. We'd also like to thank the Hawking Cleaver community members who forced, I mean, politely asked their children to lend their voices to the toys including Jimmy Johnson, Sonny Real Guy and others. The graphics were handled by our master of social media toy making, Ben Errington. Follow him at twitter.com forward slash Ben underscore Errington. This year's chilling cover artwork was created by the one and only Matt Seth Barnes. Find more of Matt's work at mattsethbarnes.com. Hey, did you know that Halloween specials have been a tradition for the Hawk and Cleaver team for several years now? 
Well, if you need more Halloween audio treats in your life now or in the future, then don't worry, dear listener, because we have you covered. Simply search for The Nest, The Halloween Horrors of Old Mill Lane, or The Witching Hour in your podcast application of choice. The Toy Factory is a production of the Story Studio Hawking Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which of course means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means, share the hell out of it. Until next time, next time, next time, next time, next time, next time, next time. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.